ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the final, the very last, the end of Benjicon 2021. We're doing all of it, and this is the last one. Or maybe I'll have an outro or a bonus feature or whatever. We're going to do it. But anyway, this is your boy, Mr. Benja, with Mr. Benja's ADD Experience Live. Special BenjaCon week is closing out. Um, we've got Tracy, the hot nerd girl, coming through. She's going to speak with us about cons. She's going to speak with us a little bit about cosplay, podcasting, being on the scene. It's going to be some fun, awesome stuff. I uh, want everybody to have a good time. Uh, while you're here, make sure you ask any questions. And we're going to get this little thing started in just a second. But before I do that, I want to let everybody know, listen, this has been a great thing that we've been doing here. We've been having a lot of fun, um, been having a lot of guests on. I am going to put all this stuff out there so you'll be able to watch the replay later. Don't worry. But for the moment, I uh, just wanted to really thank everybody for flowing along with me on this little journey that I've been doing. Instagram Live has been a great thing. And now, you know what, let's just go ahead and get into it. And we'll get this thing started. Because it's been a, it's been a good long week and I haven't done a lot of this kind of talking in a while. In fact, I haven't done it since, since I was actually in front of people in a con. There she is. What's going on, Tracy? Hi. I, my my earbuds sudden, suddenly aren't working now that <laughs> now that I'm joined in. My earbuds don't work. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay. Okay. I don't know what happened there. They were working just fine before I joined. <laughs> oh, that is how that's how it works around here on the internet going live. Um, it's 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 you know it's a work kind of work in progress kind of thing everybody's just trying out new stuff so i think everybody loves it i tried to i tried to share on the paper airplane thing that you told me and it doesn't i, I don't know how to do it <laughs> hey, this you know it's it's so weird this the because it's you know instagram or whatever it just changes every couple weeks and something that I thought was something a couple weeks ago, now it's changed. So the information I told people is kind of bad. So it's not just me. I, it's making me feel a little bit like an old, like an old uh, curmudgeon lady that I don't know how to <laughs> But this is my very first Instagram Live, by the way. Everybody, welcome Tracy to her first Instagram Live. <laughs> You know, we've got a couple good people in the audience here. I love it. You know, this is the latest I've actually done in Instagram Live. Um, so it was funny. When I started up, my lighting was a little off. I'm like, why is my ass? So, yeah, I had to, like, put my little clip lights around the room so it looks natural, you know. But... <laughs> well, I've got my, my niece watching in the other room, so. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so... How have you been? Uh, it's been a pandemic time. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, we haven't really sat down and talked since like December or early January. I forgot which one it was. I've been I've been good. Uh, I, I mean, I'm still in full blown pandemic mode, especially with the the Delta variant and um, you know even vaccinated people getting getting sick. There's those breakthrough cases, and so. I'm just continuing to be extra careful, and I miss I miss so many of my of my friends that I haven't seen in, in forever. And this is the first time I've actually seen my niece in almost two years because of 
because of COVID. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, just when I was starting to get comfortable again, all the, all the, it, it all kind of went. So we'll see, we'll see when I feel comfortable to, to go to something like a convention or something again. Yeah. And so we can all go out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right basically uh yeah it's it's been kind of okay here but you know i was talking to theo earlier from um the show versus business podcast and out in florida everybody's just like willy-nilly running around doing whatever and you know he's a digital health advocate and he's just like furious about the whole thing like why aren't you following ah you know it's just yeah all right so um very quickly, uh, you know, I gave a little bit of an introduction before, but in, in your own words, let people know a little bit about who you are. I'm sure most people here already do, but let us know. Okay. Well, um, I, uh, 11 years ago now, I th in fact, I think that the 11th anniversary is in August. I'd have to check my calendar to be sure, but 11 years ago, um, I got talked into channeling all of my, all of the nerdy stuff that I was sharing with all my family and friends with, uh, channeling it into a, like a one outlet instead of emailing everybody, uh, on my, on my, on my email list every time I pull Star Trek article. And so that was the birth of a hot nerd girl. My friend Darcy named it and I thought it was a terrible name. I'm sure people have heard this story before, but, um, 11 years later, it still uh, still makes me go a little when I hear when I hear the, the words together. But you know, I uh, at this point, I feel like I uh, need to own it. It sounds good to me. You know, I, that's all I ever knew when I from when I met you. I was like, okay, hot nerd girl, awesome. Let's go. I don't know if I qualify as a girl anymore at this point, but. Uh, <laughs> So okay, um, and you uh, you started out with was it just uh, Star Trek or was it a lot of other kinds of stuff in the newsletter? Uh, oh, for for Hot Nerd Girl, it was all kinds of stuff. It was uh, movie reviews. I would pick random comic book characters and write about them. Um, I would I, I had a whole list of topics. Um, I would do top ten lists. I would do. Um, like I would take like the Maxim Hot 100 and narrow it down to like the nerdy ones, like, like the ones that were both nerdy in real life and also in nerdy properties. Um, and book reviews, um, all, all kinds of stuff. It really ran the gamut because I, I, I'm into so many things and I know that you come from the, the video game world mm -hmm. and that's one of my weak points because I was the total, like, uh, I'm going to date myself here, but I was the total Nintendo, Sega, Sonic the Hedgehog generation. And sure. after that, once, like, the PlayStations came out, the controllers got too big for me, and I've had wrist problems my whole life. So I couldn't, I, and on top of that, I have tiny hands. And so I couldn't really reach the, <laughs> all the buttons that you needed to push to really play, like, the first-person shooter games effectively. And so I... I, I would just get a really sore wrist after a while. So I played computer games and I did RPGs, um, but never really got into video games or really anime. So like pretty much everything besides those two things, those are my weak spots. But 
Yeah. I, but even as a kid, like I never would have considered myself a nerd. I would have considered myself a Trekkie, even though I was into Star Wars and I was into like Lord of the Rings and all these things. Harry Potter. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did you just say that, you know, a Trekkie doesn't overlap with nerd or. It... You know, I don't think that the word nerd was really in my my personal lexicon i was just like I, i'm i'm so and still am so into star trek like it's my it's my first love yeah and so, um i just you know i i would get really upset if somebody called me a trekkie instead of a trekker and then oh, i would have to explain the difference okay. between trekkies trekkers trekkins and even like the subsets like like spiner fems and things like that like i was like i i was like i i schooled people um, and I would like randomly speak in Klingon and I would wear my Starfleet uniform to school. So I, uh, even though I was painfully shy, I had no shame ever about being a huge fan of Star Trek. So that's awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't think we were going to start here, but this Trek stuff is, is hitting pretty hard. So I'm going to go with it. Um, by the way, uh, thank you, everybody, who's, who's joining in. We have a comment that ran by M. Kemper says he's been rocking with you for 12 years now. So that's amazing. Aww, I love that. Yeah, uh, Naked Einstein, uh, Die Trying, Mr. Wizard, DC, DCG Davis, all these people showing all kinds of love here. I Smiley, I love it. And 057, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So check this out. Um, I know you, uh, you had a good brew once in a while. Um, so I was setting this thing up, right, and getting all of my guests and friends together. And Aubrey, who started started this, started this whole Benjicon series this week, she came through and she did the whole, uh, she's doing beer art, like for beer labels and, you know, um, murals at breweries and things like that. There's this whole art plus beer community, right? So she was telling me about all of that. And, and she said, you know what? You need to go look for, because um, I, I hadn't dr drank any beer really since San Diego, and that's where we, we were from. So she's like, she's like, look, if you need to go out and get some beer. Say what? No Romulan ale for you. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't have anything on hand, and the brewery out here only opens up at like 3 p.m., and by 3 p.m., I'm already doing whatever for the day. So I went to the store and I found a seasonal, which means this is the time of year around con season in the summer. I found a seasonal Imperial Starfalker Ale, um, ha hazy IPA, I'm sorry. Um, and it's just from Stone Brewery. If you oh, haven't tried. That's like, I, that, I, yeah, I, I know exactly where Stone is. That's not far from me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stone's a great place, and I got schooled in all the brewery stuff when I was in San Diego. So when I was walking through the store and I saw this, I was like, you know what? This is happening. There you go. I've been drinking the, the Two Towns Cosmic Crisp on Pod Squadron, and yeah. part of it is because I like that it's the Cosmic Crisp, and then the other part is that it has the highest alcohol percentage per volume. Of yeah. any ciders that I normally buy, it's eight percent as opposed to like four to six percent. Yeah, yeah. It's it checks all those boxes. Oh yeah, um, and this one here, the Imperial Starfalker, is nine percent. So 
digging it. Nice, nice. I wish I liked beer. I don't like beer, but I'm a cider girl. Sure, sure. Yeah, IPAs. They're um, they're 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 hard, man. They're they're tough. So <laughs> unless you're in the zone, and I'm not in my San Diego zone because I used to be, then you know, taking down some of the IPAs, especially the ones from Stone, like Arrogant Bastard and all that, they're just for the troopers, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's like that whole thing that like uh, people don't really like IPA, but they pretend that they do to be cool. <laughs> you know what? I have to be eating something like, you know, really heavy and the IPA kind of battles with whatever heavy food I'm eating, you know, whether it's like brats or pizza or something. So that's that's what was my thing. And it just kind of wakes my taste buds up every time, you know, so really hoppy yes okay oh yeah once you taste it you'll remember like oh yeah that (laughs) yeah exactly um some people would say tastes like dirt instead of earthy but (laughs) well i i'm gonna take uh all your guys's word for it since i don't i'm not gonna ever drink one (laughs) all right so you mentioned Pod Squadron, and this is how I met you. And uh, I was talking with um, Chuck, Charles, uh, Rodney, Andy, and a couple others, and your name got thrown in for Pod Squadron. And I was like, okay, um, let's do this. You know, I'm, I'm game. I'm open. I had no idea that I would be meeting such an enthusiastic and uh, – somebody who's just perfectly in the scene as as you how uh how has this podcasting experience on pod squadron been you know um especially through through covid my my happy place is going to conventions e- even before starting hot nerd girl and actually speaking to people i would go to conventions and not speak to a single person um i i only really like to go to conventions if i'm with uh, people that I that I trust, um, which is why I go with Andy a lot. Um, but oh, since starting Hot Nerd Girl, I've I've formed so many friendships with the people who are regulars at the conventions, and I call them my con fam. And even if I'm there by myself for some reason, I always know that I have safe spaces that I can go to, and I will hop from safe space to safe space to safe space. Um, and, and like literally beeline between them. And, and the, the, my, my poor friends, like Andy and Nathan have to stand by while I catch up with people. And <laughs> although they've become, they've gotten to know everybody as well, but at any rate, I digress. So um, without having conventions to go to for the last year and a half, Pod Squadron has really been my source of nerd community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People where I can, truly talk to them (laughs) um that's my niece (laughs) um where i can truly talk to people who speak my language and it's funny because i'll go through my 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 facebook memories and i'll see stuff like where i held the bathroom door open for uh for a girl and like she came in and we kind of did a ha ha you know thing and it was and i kind of said (laughs) screams and she looked at me like i had tentacles sprouting out of my face and i was and i made a comment like 
I need a, when's the next convention? I need people who speak my language. Um, so it's nice to, to talk to, to them every week. The, if I had one wish, it would be that we weren't just Star Wars specific and that we talked about other franchises as well. Although I do manage to bring in Star Trek at least once every week on the show. You got to. You know, it's just, it's, it, it's a, it's, well, that's what I've heard from a, a good amount of people, though, um, that during this during this weird time and, you know, that's kind of why I'm doing this the way I am now, because I was so used to every year talking to people during con season, meeting up with creatives, old friends, uh, finding out what's going on in the industry, um, you know, and I was down at Rockstar San Diego, we would you know, you'd say, hey, we're going to Comic-Con or we're going to, um, you know, uh, the L.A. Comic-Con, Kamikaze, E3 or whatever. And they would just kind of like, oh, yeah, OK, sure. You, I mean, you wouldn't there wouldn't be any hassle on trying to find days or whatever. They're like, no, 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 we get it. We don't schedule like necessary work around those days. We want our people to go out and interact. So I was so in I was so used to that over over time that when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I always meet up with my friends and talk. And we started doing stuff online. And I was like, you know what? And I was just being silly. I was like, all right, BenjaCon is happening. We're talking online. We're doing this. And we kind of did it last year on Facebook. But it became such a community thing that we switched over and started doing it on Instagram. And now it's this right here. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. When I got my current job, the uh, my one caveat before I accepted the offer was that I had to have the days of Comic-Con off every year. Nice. With no exception. <laughs> so were you, um, so when was your first Comic-Con or San Diego Comic-Con particular? So San Diego Comic-Con, um, I actually didn't go to until about eight or nine years ago for the first time. I went to, I was going to WonderCon up in, when it, when it was originally in Oakland. So, and I went mm, to, okay. that was like in the early aughts. Um, and, and I would go to, before that it was mostly Star Trek stuff. Like that was my first Comic-Con was up in Oakland in the early aughts, but um, but the Star Trek stuff, I mean, bless, bless my parents' hearts. Like, they would they would drive me to places. They would take me to Las Vegas for the Star Trek stuff and the Star Trek experience. They would take me to bookstores to to meet the the actor, you know, the actors that were on the shows. Yeah. Because I, in a way, I kind of grew up in the entertainment industry just because um, one of my one of my parents not my biological parents, but one of the people who, who raised me um, was a Foley artist for many years before he retired. So I grew up, you know, going to the, you know, hanging out on the back, the backstage area of Universal, the Universal lot. And so I don't typically get very starstruck with people, but except for Star Trek actors. <laughs> Star Trek actors, <laughs> I'm like, how you doing? <laughs> use your words tracy use your words i get a little uh i get a little <laughs> around the star trek actors so oh so, i met john when i was like 12 and i was so emotional and he was like okay <laughs> he was like well just give me your book and i was like okay 
No, but who who is that? That's Q. Oh, okay, okay. You, you got to let me know. I'm not at your speed there. Yeah, he wrote a Q book and a book called uh, Soldier of Light, I believe, and they came out around the same time, and he was signing both, and so I think he was tired. It was like 10 o'clock at night. Okay, so you've been on the, on the scene for a bit, uh, checking out all the Star Trek stuff. Um, where, does, where does cosplay introduce itself into this? Because that, I think that's kind of a creative performance art, and I've always, um, it, it was funny, you know, I, people talk about uh, cosplayers, um, people who aren't on the scene, they just don't get cosplayers at all. And I was around a group of friends, and they were like, dude, you heard about people who dress up? And I, and they started laughing. And I'm looking around like, yo, awesome people. You know, what are you talking about? It's a thing. It's, it's, you know, let me show you my pictures on my phone. This is great. And so how did that, if you, how did you start, and where did that start from? You know, having been on the scene as long as I have, I've seen the rise of cosplay. And I say that because back when I would go to comic book conventions, you would you would not typically see people in costume. You were lucky if you saw a Darth Vader or a Stormtrooper, something like that. Um, Star Trek conventions, on the other hand, have always had a ton of cosplay, almost always handmade costumes, right? Like people, people. I, I don't know if you know this about the Star Trek community, but people join up as, um, as as crews of a ship. Like they actually have their own ship names. They have roles. There's a captain. There's admiral. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's a form of RPG, but it's also as like a social club. And so they'll help each other, kind of like the five zero first. Like they'll help each other right. create their their costumes that go with their character. And so at Star Trek conventions, you get very used to seeing people in uniform or like, you know, they have created their own born costumes, and, you know, Orion um, slave girls and things like that. But at comic book conventions, you mostly just saw shirts, like, you know, nerdy shirts. Right. And in fact, I think my nerdy shirt for the longest time, I, I used to buy underoos. Like I would get the largest size kids underoos. And that's where I got my shirts because you couldn't find girls' shirts. And so um, it was a, there was a, and I'm blinking on her name. I'm sure somebody who's watching knows it, but she, there was a, there was a woman, a very talented woman who she's still around, but she started doing um, a sailor, uh, not Sailor Moon. It was one of the Street Fighter characters. Chun-Li? Maybe. Oh, maybe it was Sailor Moon. Anyway, she started doing this at comic book conventions and became, like, to this day, she's probably the most famous cosplayer. She's kind of like the mother of cosplay. And it wasn't until she really came on the scene that other people started picking up on that. And to see people start to dress up has been so cool. And I, and I always call myself a, a semi-quasi-occasional cosplayer because I don't usually dress up at conventions. I'm, I'm not the kind of person who, who likes to stand around and get my picture taken. Like I, When I go to a convention, I want to see the panels. I want to talk to the artists. I want to experience the convention. I have cosplayed mostly with like Star Wars Steampunk Universe or if there's a group thing. But if I do, I try to do it as... Uh, minimally as possible like I'll do like Captain Hammer or I, there's a there's a family that I've kind of been adopted into that does um, 
once upon a time. So I'll do like the Emma Swan, but because I'm brunette, nobody knows what I am unless I'm with the family. <laughs> but my dad like is like a perfect Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. So he gets stopped a lot. And the rest of us are like, yeah, we're just gonna stand back. You have <laughs> you're gonna figure it out. Um so the the cosplay for me at this point is mostly about the charity events. Uh which of course the last year and a half have I've not been doing, but um that I love because you dress up as Scarlet Witch or as Batgirl and to see little kids' faces light up, especially kids who are sick. Um, yeah. and you've just made their whole day and you you've you've interrupted that mundane you know, hospital routine of just nurses coming in and being poked and prodded and to like suddenly be able to talk to Batman and Batgirl and Captain America and Black Panther and you know disney princesses it just uh, it just makes their whole day and i i'm pretty strong when i'm when i'm there but the second second i get back to my car especially if there's some really sick kids i'll just like completely break down and, and get very emotional yeah i was at um i was at anacon it's this small thing in um, anaheim and it's basically at the i forgot the name of the library there but you know, I, I've known cosplayers for quite a while, and I actually know some um, some stormtroopers from way back in the day. I think the first one I met out here in California, it was in the year 2000, actually. Um, so I, I met into that scene, and I was like, okay, this is what it's about. And I, this is me coming from from Florida and getting in California, and, like, one of the first people I meet is a cosplayer, and he's telling me about, oh, yeah, we do this whole cosplay thing, and then... On some weekends, we play RPG games and blah, blah, blah. Here are all my pewter figures. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I'm, I'm kind of used to being around them, but I never saw them at an event until Anacon a couple years ago. So I go to this... Charity support organization, 501st. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when I say see them, I'm sorry. Witnessing them kind of from afar, sure. Um, but when we did Anacon and we're setting up the booth, the, uh, the stormtroopers came in and there was a group of, uh, there was a group of some type of Jedi, but they were there as well. And they were helping set up. They're like, okay, we're going to be over here doing the star Wars thing. Da, da, da. We'll take pictures. And everybody was just very organized and nice. And I was like, okay. So I get to see them as, you know, doing their community service. So we met, had fun, talked, and they let me know what they were about and into. And uh, and you're right. It was a totally uh, – it, it was a great experience just watching them interact with kids on, on that level and not being, you know, like the farther away level, which is just taking pictures and showing your friends because that's cool. So – mad respect for my friends who dress up at, at conventions and can stand on their feet all day <laughs> mad respect they're 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 better uh costume constructors than i am anyway yeah it's that's i don't i don't like uh you wouldn't know with a with a moniker like hot nerd girl i don't like being the center of, of attention in that way i was so. i was gonna ask do you consider yourself uh an introvert very much so. Very, very much so. Now, that being said, I'm pretty awkward. Like, and I know people don't believe me, but that's because I've really, 
it's basically been a lot of being forced <laughs> to practice to talk to people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like if I'm if I'm hanging out with people that I don't know, um, I will start talking about how to prep for the difference between viral and coming back from the dead zombies. And you know, I, I, I've gotten in trouble because I'm like talking to like a bunch of like Harvard grads or whatever, and I'm start I'm talking about you know which is the most realistic way for a zombie to actually happen, and I got shoot. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. But um, <laughs> but if somebody else is more more awkward than I am, I tend to rise to the occasion to try to make them feel less awkward. So that's one thing that I'm like weirdly good at is like, okay, this person's more awkward than I am. Let me be like mama bear and I will just like Right. Frame him. So Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. I know um uh, you, you, we had mentioned uh, you just want to go to the panels and um, see some of the attractions, or say. So that's why I asked that question. I was like, okay, we may have a kindred spirit here. Yeah. I know I am. Um, like basic, like brown-haired white girl enough that I don't get recognized all too often, and but sometimes I do, and that always surprises me. I've got I, I've got recognized in bathrooms and airports, like in the middle of the country where a girl followed me into the bathroom and like waited for me to pee and come out and wash my hands and then she was like, and I was like ah. <laughs> so. oh that's that's wild that's wild all right so you've um star trek uh in particular what makes it so special i know i like it for my own reasons um and it speaks to me in certain ways. I'm I'm definitely not into the lore. I don't understand as much as you do. But for you, what does it come to to me um, as a property? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good question because I think it's um, not only is it science fiction, which I love, but in so many ways. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was ahead of his time when it came to social issues and, and um, you know, and wanting and wanting to bring people together, like truly bring people together. And I think um, what's always drawn now, now granted, I I feel very fortunate because I was raised with with wanted me to see the injustice that was in the world so that I would be sure not to repeat it. Um, so my mom had us watching things when we were, when my brother and I were very young about, um, you know, things like, like, like slavery and the Holocaust and even anti-LGBTQ, uh, stuff. My, my mom, when I was very young, my doctor was, we lived in the Bay Area because my dad was in the Navy. And the doctor that my mom worked for, so he was my pediatrician, was a gay man who ended up dying of AIDS. So, like for me, her, and in growing up in military housing, there's, I mean, everything. I mean, there's every couple from every kind of race, religion, creed, and you know, I, I say a lot of things in a southern way because our next door neighbors were from the south. You know, and I, the neighbors on the other Quakers. So I, you know, I grew up with you know certain like like Quaker knowledge. <laughs> it was just I, I don't know and. 
And so Star Trek always kind of aligned with the way that I grew up, you know, in that you treat everybody how you want to be treated. And, um, you know, nobody, nobody is, is below you. You need to stand up for, for what is right. I have a very, very, um, my, my internal moral compass is very, very clear uh, to the point where I, I won't defend myself, but I will defend anybody else I see like getting, getting bullied in any way uh, to the point where I've almost gotten punched <laughs> and in trouble, like, you know, by, you know, guys I was dating or whatever, because it was like, I have to fight this fight for you. And I'm like, I can handle it. I can handle it. Because <laughs> I just can't stand to see. And I was a new kid a lot. So I can't, I, I just, I have a hard time seeing people being persecuted against in any way. And so with Star Trek and the way that Gene Roddenberry hit those messages in the, this cloak of science fiction, I just thought it was so great to get it past the censors and to start planting those seeds in people's minds. Like, like this is ridiculous. You know, he's black on one side and that guy's black on that side. Like who care? Right. And it's like, okay, now really think about why that shouldn't matter. Like really think about it. But if nothing else, you know, at least it was planting those seeds in people's minds and, you know, everything from working towards the betterment of the, of the human race instead of, for our own personal gain and you know and people being allowed to do what they need to do but also you know having to go through war three and wipe out two-thirds of the population in order to get to that point for people to come together i mean there so there was a lot of realism yeah. in that as well. um and it, so that's the biggest thing for me is is how it kind of aligned with my own personal values um of course you know he was basically because he talked to real scientists he was basically you know predicting the future you know things that would come to be ipads and cell phones you know all that stuff um yeah i find that really how many people were inspired to become scientists and actually these things that they saw on tv what's interesting about what you just said there is uh, we were having a discussion earlier about the fact that artists and developers and designers look look at each other all the time and these different creatives. So if we see something on Star Trek, I know there are people who are programmers who are like, yeah, we could actually do that, right? Let's try something that makes it look, and you start, you start, the art starts to inform what these inventors and these scientists try to do. And the, the things that the inventors and scientists try to do starts informing the artist about what they can, you know, think of and try to create. So it's always this weird back and forth that I've always loved. And and Star Trek is definitely one of those properties where you watch it, you start thinking, and it it, it is on another level of artistic creativity to me That's that I will totally uh, always respect. So you know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. So... Now with um with Star Trek and you got your you know your family's totally behind you. You said they were taking you to these conventions and you know they totally allowed you to run wild with this. Do you think they they recognized um, a lot of that influence in the show or the style of the show, or was it just hey let Tracy do what she wants or a little bit of both? Maybe I don't know. Um, I think it was a little bit of both. 
well, my love of Star Trek is all their fault. Both of my parents were Trekkies all growing up. And so I oh, okay, pretty okay. much did not have an option. Yeah, we were watching Star Trek. I, I remember my life without <laughs> Star Trek. I remember very clearly the very first episode of The Next Generation coming on the air. And yeah, it's just, so, you know, I think they were, they were happy to do it because it was something that they enjoyed as much we enjoyed as a family back when there was 12, maybe 12 stations. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. In Florida, I think we had like seven. Oh, really? I mean, I remember, I rem oh gosh, I'm so dating myself terrible, but I, I remember having to change the channel on the dial <laughs> on our TV. Yeah, switch to UHF sometimes, yeah. That was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a, uh, real quick, I'll jump this in here while we're on Star Trek. Um, Jose, Joe Solo lives asks, do you see a return to more classic, more classic Star Trek in the future? I miss shows like Voyager and Deep Space. It'll be interesting to see if um, the new Captain Pike show will be more in that vein. Um, I don't know. I think um, I think Warner was. Kind of turned with the Kelvin, kind of brought uh, the whole franchise into this this sort of this new look, right? With this more, mm -hmm. um, it, it was still very, very. To me, it's still very Star Trek, but it's a it's a different feel. Um, and I'm not mad at it. I love it. I know a lot of people are not feeling it, but um, I think it's fantastic. I think you have to evolve and grow, otherwise, your viewer is just going to dwindle lower and lower and lower so i think that they and i'm not saying that all the newer stuff is 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 um, in the darkness um but the shows in particular i've been very pleasantly surprised with the quality of them and the storylines and i love them but i also really love the actors that are that are on those shows too I'm huge huge fan Huge fan? Okay. Animated one is, is really good. Lower deck. I've never checked out the animated ones. Um, I will have to do that soon. What is what is Lower Deck on? Is that Paramount or what? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Paramount now, not CBS All Access, huh? Right. Okay. I need to I need to to reset my login so I can start watching the new season of Lower Deck. I think it starts this week. All right. I will I didn't think I'd have you on this week. Otherwise, I would have caught up on some of this. But, you know, once again, thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for jumping on on this rather last minute. <laughs> what was that? I'm just kidding. That's not all you need. I, said, okay. I was going to say, all you need to know is that the doctor is kidding. That's not all you need to know. Ah, I see. All right. So now we're in this... Uh, COVID area, social media is, we're in an amazing time, I think. Um, and I don't mean amazing necessarily great. I just mean that it's amazing the time that we're in. Um, we've got 
And I think the internet's changed us in a lot of ways that we didn't expect and we don't totally understand yet because we're in the middle of it. Um, how do you feel about like social media right now and where we are? Context of the pandemic or just in general? Well, the pandemic's made everybody think about it and really get a lot more engaged, but in, yeah, in general. Um, I think, I mean, it's such a mixed bag. Um, there's some really wonderful social media and being able to look up anything you need to, um, time. It can be so incredibly toxic. Um, you really have to form a thick skin to, if you're going to do something, especially if you're going to do something like, like, like everybody's perception of what is a, attractive is completely different and so and to me that's the that's the least important part of the moniker um i don't i don't even post that many pictures of myself or it, usually <laughs> and i don't you know really you know i've i've, I've you know i've, I've like sexy-ish pictures in the past but not so much in a long time the the nerd is the word that stands out but um but it's a, it can be a very toxic place. And I think in, in, in regards to the pandemic, unfortunately, it's made it harder for people to unify behind a cause such as like, like, like back when polio vaccine and, you know, people were getting their smallpox, um, um, those weren't vaccines. Those were, what, what, what was that? And then smallpox one, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, People didn't think about not getting it, you know, like this is going to save your life. This is going to keep you out of an iron lung. Like, yes, I'm going to get the polio vaccine. And I think now with, um, with social media and, and 24 hour news, I think that people are inundated with different, different viewpoints. It's something that is so life-saving and that can make such a huge difference becomes polarized and it shouldn't be polarized. It shouldn't be a political issue. Um, I find, I find stuff like that to be very, very unfortunate and, and very disheartening, but you know, at the same time, like I online and I can talk to you about, about Star Trek and Star Wars, and I can work from home now and meet with my, I want, I can, you know, find the information that I need for, for a book or for a report that I'm doing for work. And, and it's, it's all love there. Um internet responsibly <laughs> yeah like my niece you know I, I look at my nieces and my nephews and i'm like man if they'd had this stuff when i was a kid i would have been a hot mess yeah yeah it's it's so. it, it's, it's weird to me um and as i said i think there's so much happening that we we really can't comprehend how how amazing uh how of how much of an effect that we're that it's having on us just this different these different ways of connecting and these new technologies you know um the 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 critical thinking the debating um the idea of hey well i don't have to um i don't i don't have to meet with somebody i can just do it virtually 
you know, and then we get into discussions about like uh, Dunbar's number, you know, um, are you familiar with that? So basically uh, Dunbar's number, uh, it's a scientist um, calculated human sociology. And he was like, basically you can only keep track of 150 or so people and in, in any type of reasonable amount in terms of keeping up with him. Um, so he's like, yeah, you can only keep up with about 150 people. And now we've got this situation where we're trying to keep up with people on uh, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, Twitter, uh, at school, at work. What's that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. So, um, he asked me if I had TikTok, and I thought that's for a tic tac. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get on there and start doing all your little dances. You know, they do. Okay, remember when I said in high school, I was people knowing the difference that I was a trucker, not a Trekkie. So, so I was the manager yes. of the high school uh, comedy team, and and Effie was like my right, right hand man, and we had we had us um, like baseball shirts with our numbers and our and our nicknames on the back. And so I was Tracy the trucker. So that comes from hi Effie. I haven't seen Effie in person in years. That's awesome. Um, by the way, we also had another trekker on earlier. Uh, Eddie P. He's a no, no, no. Eddie P. He's a marketer and uh, an entrepreneur, and he's a big trekker uh, and trekkie. He has a whole a beanie that says trekkie on it, so oh. I'm putting him in both. Um, you know, I check that one out later. Um, so with uh, you, oh, comedy. That's right. You said you were part of a comedy troupe or a comedy team? Right. So there's a, it's a, it's a national thing. There's a, there's something called comedy and it treats improv like a sporting event. So you have a referee and there's two teams. So in high school we would do, uh, we would compete against other comedy sports teams at other schools, or we would do like uh, students versus the teachers or like the drama nerds versus the job or you know we, we would do all these competition things and uh would decide who won the round and so um and then epi took over as the manager when i graduated behind me so it's fun it's okay fun. so no your your style is starting to make a little more sense here as i uncover all these little bits like okay the, the comedy sports I didn't, uh, I actually started doing comedy in, in, co in college. So I did a, a little stand up. I, I, that, that I, I would be shaking if I do stand up comedy. I have a friend who is now like a, a really well-known comedian. Um, her name is, is, uh, Kate Quigley. And, um, I used to watch her early performances. Like I would go and support her. And just where she's gone from being such a such a beginner, and and me going like, ha ha ha, ha 
like trying to like laugh really loud to her being so funny like genuinely like like so so funny and like hosting things and you know being on tv and doing all these amazing things i'm so proud of her so i bet i couldn't That's do it I could not do it <laughs> It's it's a weird thing. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that you know I, I'm an introvert, but I have I've never been shy. And at some point, I was like, you know what? I'm not really shy, but I'm not getting across to people the way I want to. How can I fix this? And then I'm, I'm I was friends with uh, one of my old roommates. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going down to the comedy club. I'm doing stand up tonight, and I'm like. But you're not funny. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my my jacket and go with you and see what you're doing. And then we got into this whole you know dude competition thing to see who's actually funny or whatever. But that's how I got got into it. I was doing stand up comedy for um, around four four summers in a row. I was like hardcore on it. Then I kind of did it here and there. That's awesome. Thanks, Guts. I can be on stage. I can be on stage. I can sing on stage. I can dance on stage. I can act on stage. I can even do like a, like, you know, debate type things on stage. But if you ask me to do a wedding toast, I'm like this. I just, or if you ask me, I can't do karaoke. I get real. Awesome. Um, everybody, once again, thanks everybody for being in here. Um, Cooly Cool, I see you, Pastor Effie, uh, He Billy, RP, RP Shea, Paula Lopez. Hey, glad to see you back here again. Uh, a few people who have popped in some of our other lives. Uh, definitely glad to see you all here. Um, awesome. Uh, make sure if you have any questions, there's a little question button you can uh, send a question on through too. Um, get a get a couple questions in here if that's all right. Would that be all right? Oh well, you know, with the comment, it just kind of flies by, um, and it's just like, hey, how you doing, or whatever. But they actually have this question feature where you can actually leave a question, and I can go cycle through the questions. I can delete them or whatever. So it's a little more organized for people who want to raise their hand and pose a question, if that makes sense. Yeah, I G. This is my first live, so. Yeah, that's what that's what uh that's what I like to do. Just try this new stuff and bring people along, and uh, everybody kind of like comments to me, you know, hey, you you totally effed up, and I was like, hey, new thing, I didn't know what I was doing either, so let's go. <laughs> that's actually, you know what? That's kind of how I got started podcasting. By the way, I started in the late aughts podcasting like when nobody else was doing it and we were sitting around during a comic-con time um or was it around yeah it was around a con season we were all getting together and talking and Raphael, a 3d artist who worked on uh, jupiter's legacy and some other stuff he was in the room with us and he said he was like laughing like we need to record this shit and i was like we can do that so then I just became a, a podcaster out of somewhere, and now I'm doing IG Lives. Didn't think I'd be here, but here I am, right? 
Yeah, you can. You have to show me some of your some of your 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 social media ways. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole uh, there's a whole plan to it. You know, I won't release too much at once, but you know, there's a there's a plan. I got to learn from you too. Um, you know, you've got all the style that just comes dripping off your page. I've got to like tighten my style up. Any style I have is completely unintentional. I, I, there have been times where I have gone weeks without posting and like 15 uh, things in one day. I'm just, y'all are along for the ride and I'm just going to do what I want. <laughs> you got it. You got it naturally then, because I know for me, it's something I actually had to this year, just in the past year, I've really started putting myself out there as a front face before I never wanted to be seen. I just wanted to work behind the scenes, you know, be the developer, producer, back where no one saw me. But like we were saying in the social media landscape, it's like you kind of have to put yourself out there, or at least I think there's a big opportunity for in putting yourself out there. So I was like, okay, let me change up the entire mode of what I'm doing and put myself out there as a front-facing personality. And then when people get to know me, I can show them the other things that I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, uh, um, and honestly, I think I think most of uh, any numbers, uh, uh, at least initially, are because of the the hot neutral moniker. That that helps <laughs> to have that moniker, um, and. It's tough. It's it's very tough. There was a there was a thing there where after Facebook changed their algorithm, uh, the the new followers really mm -hmm. go to a crawl. I I. It didn't particularly bother me because I don't. I, I was was not going to pay Facebook for followers. Um, right, right. To advertise, but recently it seems to there seems to have been an uptick in that again as well. Like maybe they've changed their algorithms a little bit more yeah to the algorithm's always uh changing. just make it a little a little more fair maybe or you know back to a little bit of what it was before of people being able to find you and showing up in their feeds and things like that. messages all the time from people who say oh my gosh i was wondering where you went i haven't seen a post from you in forever um and i had just posted you know the three days ahead of that so um those algorithms are a funny thing yeah um dealing with the algorithms is a weird thing i try i do best when i don't follow the algorithms at all and try just to create decent content benja. who is it and yeah uh it's, it's a little choppy Please there tell me in the comments is it me or benja it's totally, it's totally a little choppy right now. All right, but we did have a, a question here. It says, uh, so excited to see this chat. 
How do you see the future of conventions, the same or changed? All right. Well, it got choppy enough where it's just me now. We'll see if Tracy can jump back in. Um, Comic-Con artist, so excited to see this chat. Question when you have time. How do you see the future of conventions, the same or changed? Um, future of conventions. Yeesh. Uh, we, we were talking about this on the Show versus Business podcast, but let's see if we can get it right back in here to answer this. Because this is how the internet works, right? Still getting uh, getting all the kinks out. At some point, I want to actually upgrade to a fiber line, but apparently, I'm in a zone where that's going to be really, really, really expensive. We'll see if we can do it. All right, you're kind of back. But not really back. Oh, am I back? Kind of. Did it kick you out or did you leave? I was me. No, my, I am getting a plus spinny blue ball of death. Okay. I think my, uh, so it kicked you out or did you actually leave? Am I still choppy? Yes, you are. I left. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the internet gods are not happy, and it, we have done a whole hour here. Um, I'll hang out for just a little bit longer, but... Why is my internet being funky? Man, it's Instagram. It's not you. All right, so, um, well, I think we got a lot of good, good, uh, good information from you, Tracy. Don't be, don't be sorry. Um, worse has happened on these lives. Uh, we just kind of keep going through it. Um, in fact, we were just about at an hour of good, good conversation there. Um, so really quickly, uh, let people know where they can find you and, um, just any, any little parting words for the people here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook at oh, on Instagram at, at Hot Nerd Girl Official and Twitter at underscore nerd underscore. And uh, some parting wisdom, I would say. Um, go get vaccinated so, so we can all go to conventions <laughs> again <laughs> yeah to each yeah. other good, good, be good, kind to yourself be kind to others live long and prosper <laughs> tracy it's been excellent i yes, thank you so much yes hugs all around all right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. <laughs>
And as I said before, as I said before, this will be posted up later, so everybody will be able to watch and follow along. Um, I am going to be kicking these out to YouTube and other locations, so that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be done maybe this week or the following week when I get this all together because there's a whole pipeline that I'm trying to set up with these. Um, let's see, do, do, do. cancer. Yeah, there's a whole pipeline that I'm trying to set up with these uh, getting the getting the videos out. I uh, show up here most every night. Um, this is the end of the Benjicon part of it where I'm talking about the cons and experiences and uh, et cetera. But I continue to talk about art design and development every night. And we want to keep that part going. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tracy, um, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and leave. Um, I didn't know a nice way to say goodbye and Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you. No, that's fine. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, that was weird. I actually didn't know how to kick anybody out. I just, uh, and kick somebody out sounds so wrong, but, you know, uh, as a programmer, that's what I do. I just say kick somebody out. Um, I want to thank Tracy for her time there. Uh, she's definitely an awesome person. If you're not following already, go follow her at Hot Nerd Girl Official. And I want to get back to that question really quickly before I jump out. Comic-Con artist asked, how do you see the future of conventions the same or changed? Well, personally, I think that uh, cons are going to be definitely impacted. What we're seeing now, uh, you can see this with theaters, is that people have found new ways to to connect, to um, to sell, to to learn, to uh, interact that aren't necessarily, you know, this big, huge extravaganza. So, you know, that's happened with theaters, that's happened with sporting events. And that energy, it's not like it's gone, but it just spreads out in different ways. You know, um, I don't know if you ever watch the YouTube reactions. You'll have people, a whole group of seven or eight people sitting down on a couch watching YouTube reactions, and they're reacting to something, and you get to comment on, on them on their post right away. And, you know, you could do that on a very small scale. So we're going to niche down, basically. Um, people who are only into comics are going to kind of congregate together a little more online. People who are only into this will kind of congregate together. So I think the the energy doesn't go away. I think the energy just changes, if that makes any sense. So uh, this is the last one of these that I'm for Benjicon that I'm doing. As I said, I'm I'll, I'll, I'm here most nights for for just talking about uh, art design and development. But since we're here talking about cons and whatnot, if you have any questions about that, uh, go ahead and let me know. I want to know. Do you guys all miss the cons? I guess you do. What cons do you go to? WonderCon, San Diego Comic-Con, DragonCon, Kenny Arcade Expo, E3. What's that one out there in Tampa? Um, they had the PowerCon with He-Man that was out a little while ago. Let me know. Ah, I think that's how you do it. Okay. I just found out something about Instagram live here. So, all right. Well, once again, I do want to thank everybody. I'm here most nights doing something about art design and development. The podcast name is Mr. Binge's ADD experience. 
you'll be able to catch the audio version of all these. Um, the video version, I'm going to start pushing them all out to YouTube in different ways. And um, yeah, there's a lot of lot to do here, a lot to grow. So hope you're hope you enjoyed your time. Um, stick with me for the journey, and we'll keep this up. Peace, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.